Yo, this is Sam Sports Podcast. I'm back, and I got to recap these divisional games that I just watched. I took them all in. They were pretty exciting. Two very exciting games, very dramatic games for two very different reasons. Let's get right into it. First game of the day, 12 noon Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern Time, Seattle Seahawks playing the Carolina Panthers. Going into North Carolina, 15-1 Panthers had a lot of positivity coming in, but they are still playing the reigning NFC champion Seattle Seahawks. This is a Seahawks team that's been the big dance before. They've done it many times before. They've won a lot of hard playoff games. They know how to come into uh, enemy territory and strike some fear into the hearts of these players. But the Panthers are ready to take them in. And this game, okay, let's, let's, this game got out of hand fast. So to the surprise of, I think, many spectators... It was an extremely lopsided game in both respects. It was the tale of two halves, but in a lot of ways, it was too little too late for the Seattle Seahawks. They let Carolina put up 31 points on them. 31 points. The final score was the Panthers 31, the Seahawks 24. But that does not really articulate the type of lopsidedness that this game took on. Let's get right into it. Right off the bat, as soon as the game starts... The Carolina Panthers get the football to start the game off. On the very first play from scrimmage, Jonathan Stewart rips off a 59-yard run. He just finds a hole and takes it, breaks a tackle, and he's gone. It's only Richard Sherman chasing him down to tackle him as he's getting to the red zone. Is that is That's how he saves the touchdown. The next play actually was probably the one moment where you could really say, oof, the Seahawks' defense actually started to scare us a little bit. The second play of the game, after this gigantic run, Jonathan Stewart goes to the sideline to catch his breath. Cameron Artis Payne, the rookie running back, comes in to get a quick handoff run. He runs the ball. He fumbles it. Luckily, Mike Tolbert, the fullback for the Panthers, recovers the ball. The Panthers retain possession. It was a real whew moment that happened. Very quickly after that, two plays later, Jonathan Stewart rushes the ball in for the first rushing touchdown of the day. 7-0 Panthers. So there's a real, like, the crowd is rocking. The whole place is crazy. It's getting really exciting. Everyone's feeling, you know, positive. Seahawks get the ball. It's 7-0. They're calm. These guys are champs. They know what they're doing. They're coming out. They get the ball. They hand it off to Marshawn Lynch. The first game Marshawn Lynch has played in several months. He, you know, he rushes for a couple of yards. Okay, you're feeling good. You're feeling positive. Next play. Russell Wilson, the pocket breaks down, the defensive line gets penetration, Russell Wilson has is, is got hands in his face, and he lobs it, Luke Keekley picks it off, runs it right back into the end zone, 14-0 Panthers, and we're two minutes into the game at this point. Things were really getting uncomfortable at that point. You start seeing guys on the, uh, you, you start some, feeling some tension, but it's not out of hand yet. Seahawks get the ball back, and then they go three and out. Then the Panthers get the ball, and Cam Newton goes right down the field again, and it was surgical. I'm telling you, they had a game plan. The Seahawks were backpedaling. The, you know, the, you know, they were a big play running, running the ball, lots of running the ball for the Carolina Panthers. There was a big run game. If it wasn't Cam Newton getting a third-down conversion with his legs, it was Jonathan Stewart putting the punish on these guys. 
And not only were they going down the field, this was a long drive. This was a 15-play, 8-minute and 44-second drive. It just chewed up clock. And then when they finally get in the end zone, which is another Jonathan Stewart touchdown, it's 21-0. And at this point, Cam Newton hasn't even scored yet. 21-0. Here we go. Seattle Seahawks get the ball back. They've got to now crawl out of a 21-0 hole. First play of the next possession for the Seahawks. Penetration in the pocket. Russell Wilson is backpedaling, and he lobs up another interception. He's got two interceptions at this point, and it's 21-0. The Panthers are just, it's rocking. Cam Newton's feeling it. And then, then you start to actually see Cam Newton make a few passes and does a few nice things, and Panthers kick a field goal. It's 24-0. The friggin' Seahawks go three and out again. Then you see the Panthers get the ball again, and this time Cam Newton takes over, and Cam Newton starts showing his flash here and there. He starts get, uh, converting a few third downs. It's nine plays, 54 yards, four minutes, 45 seconds, and Cam Newton rushes it in. Oh, no, 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 I'm, ta- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting carried away with myself. This is not when Cam Newton rushes the ball. I, I forgot. Cam Newton does not rush the ball in for a touchdown. This is when Cam Newton throws a pinpoint dart of a pass on third and 14 to Greg Olson. He puts it in the one spot that Greg Olson can catch it, and the two other defenders who are swarming Olson in the end zone can't touch it. It was beautiful. Just a breathtaking touchdown. And at this point, it's 31-0, and the Seahawks are... The Seahawks, you see the Legion of Boom. You see all these defensive players. They're on the sidelines, and they're, like, talking with each other. They're yelling at each other. They're, they're having little powwows. They're having little meetings. They're really sort of like you can see the, the, the nerves are breaking. The team is really starting to rip apart a little bit. They're really panicking at this point because it's 31-0. This has not happened all game for the Seahawks, all season for the Seahawks. They've never been in this position. One, you can come back. That's one thing. But down 31 points in the first half of a divisional playoff game in enemy territory, it's not looking good. So they get the ball back. The Seahawks go down the field. They actually get a drive going. They're actually able to get some passing going. Um, Russell Wilson was able to hit Jermaine Curse. Jermaine Curse very, very quietly had a huge day in this game. Jermaine Curse, I believe, had a 11 catches for like 113 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Jermaine Curse really, really showed some uh, some exciting football today. Um, Doug Baldwin, but, but Marshawn Lynch, because they got down in such a hole so quickly, they abandoned the running game. So you really didn't see Marshawn Lynch do much of anything in this game. Um, so towards the end of the first half, uh, after it's 31-0, the Seahawks get the ball, and this is the first time they actually start making a drive down the field. They have, the, they have 12 plays, 66 yards, and they, they get to fourth down. They decide to go for it on fourth and five because they're sitting here saying we could kick a field goal or we could go for it and try to actually get a touchdown on the board and put, put a little, you know, put, get, try to start climbing back into it with the, uh, with the Panthers. And they go for it on fourth down and they don't get it. So it's 31-0, and they just turned over the ball on downs. They stop the Panthers. The Panthers punt the ball, and then the Seahawks get the ball back again at the very end of the half, and they kick a 50-yard field goal, and they miss it. So they're going into the locker room down 31-0 after having at least two possessions where they could have put points on the board, and they weren't able to put points on the board at all. Now, here's to the credit of the Seahawks. They came out in the second half, and 
they put on a hell of a show. The first uh, opening drive, they end up having a few really fantastic passing yard plays down, and they get uh, they end up getting right down the field, and uh, Jermaine Curse catches a touchdown pass from Russell Wilson. It's 31-7. And the Panthers, you know, listen, they were being conservative, but they did take their foot off the gas a little bit. But they got conversions in drives when they needed. So they punt the ball. The Seahawks miss another field goal, but then they end up getting a touchdown. Um, and then there's a few more punts in the, that, you see, that was the thing. There was chewing up of enough clock that even though the Seahawks were crawling back out, they end up scoring another touchdown. Tyler Lockett has a very pretty pass in the back of the end zone where, uh, he should have been picked off, but, um, Josh Norman just barely misses the ball and it goes over his fingertips and Tyler Lockett catches it for a touchdown. So now it's 31-21. There's, you know, there's that feeling of like, uh-oh, they're they're really starting to come back. Uh Jermaine Curse catches another touchdown and the the Panthers were really just they were chewing up clock and they even admitted it after the game. Cam Newton all the players were like, you know, we we really took our foot off the gas when we shouldn't have. Um but like I said, too little, too late. The entire second half, uh, the Panthers didn't score any points. Uh, the Seahawks scored 24 unanswered points. They ended up kicking a field goal. They go for the onside kick. They don't get it. The game is over. The Panthers win. Very, very convincing win by this Panthers team. Can't tell you, can't say enough. The Panthers defense, every single facet of this Panthers team was playing to their, they just came out playing championship football. There's a reason why they're 15 and one. Cam Newton was doing it with his legs. Cam Newton was putting on a show. He took this this team on his shoulders. Greg Olson has the amazing touchdown catch. Um, Panthers defensive line imposing their will on the Seahawks offensive line. Uh, Russell Okun ends up getting a shoulder injury. He leaves halfway through the game, and he leaves on a play where he gets beat around the end. Um, and, uh, I shit, I can't remember the defensive end who beats him, but he um, gets beat around the end. It ends up, uh, Russell Wilson ends up getting a, uh, sacked. Russell Wilson was sacked a couple of times. There was a beautiful sack by Josh Norman, the amazing quarterback. There was just a wide open sack. It was a delay, and he saw an opening rush right to Russell Wilson and just slammed into him. I mean, the Panthers were all over the place. This offensive line for the Seahawks could not deal with the Panthers. Kawan Short, in the first quarter of this game, got into the backfield and just gobbled up Russell Wilson. It was all Panthers all day, and the Seahawks did their best in the second half, but just that was all she wrote. A uh, couple of things to take away from this game. A uh, few injuries, uh, uh, Greg Olson seemed to really hurt his shoulder in the game, but he came back in and continued to play. Um, Jared Allen, defensive end, Jared Allen, the defensive end for the Panthers, uh, broke his foot towards the end of the game. They're not specifically sure when he broke his foot, but they know he broke it. Um, they're saying he's going to come back and play, but uh, it's, it's a little, I, I wouldn't count that. But that's, you know, the Panthers have been playing so well in all facets of the game. Jericho Cotchery. Corey Brown. I mean, these guys were making catches and then and then giving daggers. You know, the uh, given eye daggers to like Richard Sherman and these guys. Just hell of a show, hell of a show. And this Panthers team is going to advance to the NFC Championship, where they'll play Carson Palmer and the Arizona Cardinals next week. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. Um, I know in my last podcast I was picking the Cardinals, but I got to reassess this situation after seeing how the Cardinals played last night against the Packers, comparing. The absolute dominance I saw from the Panthers today. I really need to. Uh, 
I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think about this just a little bit longer. And also, listen, I, I got, I'm gonna have another podcast this week where I rip apart both of the conference championship games. We'll go into them in depth. We'll rip them apart, and I'll give the formal predictions then. Let me, let me, let me, let me get a little time to let this game sink in. So, hell of a game. Seattle Seahawks go home. They will not be the uh, first NFC ch- uh, team to ever go to three straight Super Bowls. Not this year. The Goli- the Goliath has been dethroned. The Seahawks, great. Great play, excellent, but they were, listen, the Panthers are a better team this year. Cam Newton is playing out of his mind. He's an MVP candidate, and that team is clicking on all cylinders. Jonathan Stewart coming back with 100 yards and two rushing touchdowns. Come on, man. So, moving on to the next game, the evening game, the game that had a little bit more um, flash in the quarterback position, the Denver Broncos and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Denver Broncos win this game 23-16. to Peyton Manning will go to the AFC Championship game and face Tom Brady once again. It's the Broncos and the Patriots. It's going to be epic. But before we start talking about that, let's focus on what happened in this game. Let's talk about some of the things that went on and what we learned from it. So I'm going to, be, I'm going to come right out and say it. I picked the Broncos to, to win this game. Uh, and, yo, and, and I'm going to brag right now. I have gone 8-0 for the entire playoffs, the wild card and the divisional. I'm on a fucking roll, baby. I'm on a roll, baby. Woo! Eight and zero. I picked the winner for every single one of the frigging games. Now, granted, I did pick the favorites in just about every single game, but it's not my fault. The favorites have won in every single game. I'm, I'm taking this. I'm, I'm digesting. I'm giving my expert opinion, and you know, I just happen to pick all the winners. What, what, what are you gonna do? What, what, what can I say? I, I, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Anyway, so Broncos win this game, but throughout the course of the entire game, I really, I mean the. Steelers were dominating. I mean, the Broncos looked very kind of meh, and the Steelers looked like they were in control. I mean, that's my honest opinion. The game started out, Steelers go three and out, but the punt puts the puts the Broncos in really great field position. It puts them at like midfield. So they don't really move the ball at all, but they're close enough to kick a field goal. So it's three nothing. Then you had the uh uh, the Steelers, this was an interesting thing. They end up going down the field, and it's fourth and one on this particular drive, and they decide to go for it. They're like, they decide to get a little gutsy early on in the game. They go for it on fourth down, and they don't get it. It was a big defensive stop by the Broncos, and they get the ball back. And so the Broncos are starting to feel positive, but then the defenses kick in. Steelers' defenses chokes down. Broncos punt. Broncos' defense chokes in. Steelers punt. And then Another situation happens where the Broncos get the ball in really good field position because the punt from the Steelers didn't didn't travel very far. So again, there's a stalled drive. So, so far, we haven't seen any good offensive play by either team at all, but the Broncos are up 6-0 because they've had these two possessions where the ball was at midfield. They moved it eight yards, and they were close enough to kick a field goal. So it's 6-0 Broncos when finally... We get the first possession of the game where there's actually some offensive excitement. It's the Steelers, and it starts out pretty much with what's the big play? Each one of these drives by the Steelers, and this is this is going to be a story of the game. They have a drive where there's one huge play that puts them into scoring position, and then the Broncos manage to kind of just keep them out of the end zone enough to get them only a, a field goal. So this particular drive, Roethlisberger throws a 23-yard strike to Martavis Bryant. And they get they they really get a big chunk of the field. They um, 
oh yes, and then immediately after this, there he goes, Martavis Bryant rushes for 40 yards. He, Martavis Bryant put on a fucking show in this game. Puts him in the red zone. Uh, Fitzgerald Toussaint runs, rushes it in for a one-yard touchdown. So now the Steelers have scored a touchdown, and they go up 7-6. to six. And the Broncos still can't do shit. They punt the ball again. The Steelers get the ball again. They have another, another drive that I think pulls out another huge play. Oh, yeah, this is the drive where on third and five, Roethlisberger scrambles out of the pocket and throws a 58-yard reception to Darius Hayward Bay. It puts them in scoring position. Now, Broncos keep them out of the end zone, but the Steelers are able to kick a field goal. So they go up 10-6, to six and they start putting a little distance from themselves. Still, Broncos cannot move the ball at all. They punt. Steelers punt. Broncos get the ball, and I think they have an instance where they try to go for it on fourth down. I think they end up... Do they go for it? Yeah, they have a drive where they try to go for it on fourth and three, and they don't get it. Uh, It was a real close one, but Emmanuel Sanders ends up dropping the ball, good defense, and they end up turning it over on downs. But they stop the Steelers on the next drive, and finally, this is when you get to the point where the Broncos, it's, it's probably late in the second quarter, towards the end of the first half, where they actually have their first decent drive. Um, It's 11 plays, 62 yards. They end up kicking a field goal, and they make it 10-9. Now, in this particular drive, the highlight of it was a C.J. Anderson run for 34 yards. He breaks a couple of tackles and then just starts chugging down the field and picks up a big chunk of yardage. Now, it's not really Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning has one or two, maybe maybe one good throw on on this particular drive, but it's enough to get them into field goal range so they can kick that field goal. Um, and, uh, that's pretty much, uh, I think that's the end of the half. Anyway, yeah, that's the end of the half. Um, the, uh, they kick a 51 yard field goal. They make it 10, nine, and that's the end of the half. Now we come into the second half and it's a little bit of the same story. The Broncos can't get it going. The Steelers end up having another drive that, uh, where they have a 52 yard reception of Martavis Bryant. Another one of these, Roethlisberger kept answering all game with, all right, uh, this one doesn't work, this one doesn't work, but it's third down. I'm going to throw a 60 yard bomb to somebody. And it's usually something where the play breaks down, he rolls out of the pocket, he finds an open defender in zone coverage who's got a lot of space, and he rips off like 30, 40, 50 yard chunks at a time, and it puts him again into position to score, but the Broncos' defense is able to keep them in a position where they stop the drive and they only only let them get a field goal. So they kick a field goal, and now it's 13-9. Broncos still can't do anything. Peyton Manning makes a couple of good throws, but they still can't do anything. There's a couple of three and outs for both teams, and then Peyton Manning gets the ball. He's able to put a drive together, makes a couple of strong passing plays. This is where Peyton Manning actually started to make a few plays that were really game-changing. A couple of 10-yard first-down receptions, moves the ball enough to kick a field goal, and he makes it 13-12. The game is a one-point game, and now, here's where things start to get very exciting because we get into the fourth quarter, and it's a one-point game, and the Steelers are pretty much in control of the game. The Broncos are having trouble moving the ball, they haven't scored a touchdown. It's still one point. The, the, the Steelers are clearly in the driver's seat. They've really just found a way to move the ball when they really needed to, and they've got control of it. This particular drive, they have a big play. I believe it's another Ben Roethlisberger pass to one of it, to Jesse James. Jesse James, the tight end. That's a great name. Uh, has a 22-yard pass. They start moving down the field, and Fitzgerald Toussaint fumbles the ball and turns it over. This is the game-changing moment. 
He fumbles it on second and four, turns it right over to the to the Broncos, and the Broncos took the ball, and this was when they, they put a dagger in them. They go 13 plays, 6 minutes, 52 seconds, all the way down the field, and they score a rushing touchdown with C.J. Anderson. And they go for two. They get it. Peyton Manning throws a little two-yard strike to Demarius Thomas, and all of a sudden, they're up 20 to 13. This was a hell of a drive. This was where Peyton Manning really, really shined. He had a 31-yard reception on third and 12. I mean, he. This was when Peyton Manning. He had to do. He had to make these couple of plays to kind of get them down the field, and he did it. Couple of yeah. Here's any no no. He didn't even need to get to third down. They get to. He just kept moving it down the field, and this was when the Broncos kind of. They, they kind of saw that the momentum had shifted, and they took advantage of it. The Steelers down seven points. Now they're running out of time. There's three minutes left. They've got all their timeouts, but Ben Roethlisberger has got to go down the field and score a touchdown, and the Broncos' defense stepped up and stepped up big. They end up, uh, don't let, they don't let uh, Ben Roethlisberger, I think he gets one first down. Yeah, he has another strike to Martavis Bryant for 18 yards, gets one first down, and then it's incomplete, incomplete, fourth and five, and he gets sacked. On fourth and five, he gets sacked, and they turn the ball over. There's two minutes left. The Broncos end up kicking a field goal. They go up 10 points to extend the lead. Steelers get the ball back. They decide to kick a field goal. They go for the onside kick. They don't get it. Game's over. Broncos win. I mean, when after the whole game of not being the dominant team, of the Steelers sort of getting the plays when they needed the plays, the Broncos' defense, being the best defense in the league, really stepped up and just made those key plays. When, when they needed to keep the Steelers to only a field goal, they did when they needed to slow the Steelers down and, and, and make and give them a three and out. They did. The Steelers had many three and outs in this game, even though Roethlisberger threw for 339 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. And even though Martavis Bryant, look at Martavis Bryant's numbers, nine catches for 154 receiving yards, two rushing attempts for 40 rushing yards. I mean, that's almost 200 yards from scrimmage for Martavis Bryant alone. But that fumble by Fitzgerald Toussaint, it was just, it was a dagger. It, it, it just turned the tide of the whole game. And the running game for Pittsburgh wasn't there at all. Fitzgerald Toussaint had 12 carries for 39 rushing yards. I mean, the rushing game for uh, the Broncos is what kind of shined. You saw C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman completely split the load. C.J. Anderson with 15 carries and 72 rushing yards and a touchdown. Ronnie Hillman for 16 carries and 38 rushing yards. I mean, they just ground it out, really ground it out. Peyton Manning, I mean, he's turned into a guy who's just a he's – a, he's, a he's a quarterback who manages the game and doesn't turn the ball over. He had 222 passing yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Nobody – nothing about his game was flashy. It was all just smart and wise and seasoned. He was there. He's like, listen, I'm here to get a fucking W, and that's all. And that's what they did. And they really – Steelers played good football, but, I mean, the Broncos, they're a hell of a defense, and it showed today. So, because of that win, we will see uh, the Broncos and the Patriots next week in the AFC Championship game. Whew, that's going to be a hell of a matchup, just like that and the Cardinals-Panthers. Both going to be fantastic matchups. We'll see the one and two seed from both conferences meet in the conference championship. That'll be next Sunday. Uh, 
3 o'clock Eastern time will be, or 3.30, one of those, I think it's 3 o'clock for the AFC game, Broncos-Patriots, which will be in Denver. Uh, and then the um, 6, or, 6 o'clock or 6.30 will be the NFC game, which will be the Panthers and the Cardinals, which will be in North Carolina. Um, hell of a game. I'm very, very excited. I'll tell you my picks for those games when we come back uh, on the recap or on the breakdown of these games, which I'll do this week. I'm very jazzed. This was a really exciting game to see. Um, both fun games. Both had a lot of drama. Both had a lot of excitement. Both kind of went down to the wire, even though, you know, there was, I mean, the, the second game, the Broncos and the Steelers, that was really neck and neck. But uh, even though the first one was a bit of a blowout, you couldn't count out the Seahawks. I mean, if anybody's going to come back from 31 down, it's going to be the Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. And uh, you had to go all the way down to the last minute. And, you know, they, both teams brought it within a touchdown, but off, onside kicks didn't work out. Uh, anyway, great play from today. Fantastic games. I can't wait for the next games. I'm going to be coming back this week with more stuff. I'm also going to be coming, I'm going to start talking about podcast surveys and you should review my stuff on iTunes. You should subscribe to it, subscribe to it on Stitcher. I don't care what you use or what device. I just want you to listen to me. I want to have the sweet melodic tones of my sports commentary just ooze into your ears and massage your eardrums. I want to connect with you on this stuff. And football's coming to an end. There's only two more days of football and three more games. Oh man, it pains my heart to think about it. But I'll be getting into the basketball. We'll start talking b-ball. If you're into b-ball, we're going to get into that. I'm going to be loving it. We're going to get some pals on here talking about some stuff. I'm very excited, very jazzed. Anyway, I'm rambling. We're done. I love me some football. I hope you do too. We'll talk soon. Take it easy. Bye-bye.